Praise the Lord, everybody, 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 everybody. What's going on? We are live uh, in here right now, and we are excited. I am here with my friend, my sister, Pastor Shalandria Taylor. Hey, everybody. And we need you, of course, to take this first few moments just to hit that share button wherever you are watching from. You know, this is a season in which we want to share our faith with the world, uh, as always. But we have a an ability to share in a way uh, with individuals that you never know uh, who will see this, who will be blessed by this. So go ahead, wherever you are, hit share on your timeline so we can uh, make sure that we maximize our impact tonight and uh, the lives of everyone who will be touched and encounter mm -hmm. this. We're excited. Tonight, uh, I have Pastor Taylor here all the way from Houston, Texas, holding it down from quarantine town. Amen. Uh, and I'm here from Baltimore, Maryland, just holding it down. Y'all know? So we are excited. Uh, this is the first Friday night fill-up installment. I'm super excited. I messed up this week and I had this at 8 o'clock. Knowing that my church prays at 8 o'clock, I should not, not have done that. So next week will be at 9 o'clock so I can make sure that I'm in place and in alignment, amen, with my church Amen. But we're glad you all are here. So let's see where you all are coming from. Let's let's get some comments going on. I see some. I'm so excited. I admire you both. Thank you. We we are excited. Um, there is an echo. Let's see, Taylor. You get an echo from me on my end on your end. No. no. All right. I don't know what's going on. Y'all let me know. No, you're good. It may be me. So um, we're gonna try to get it uh where we where we can get it right. Let's see. And maybe it's because I have these um volumes up. I don't know. But we're excited. We're excited. We're excited. Kendra Watson, thank you so much. Y'all come on in, hit that share button. Hit that share button. Uh, we're going to get started because we don't want to belabor the hour. We want to be done right at nine o'clock, one hour in the word. And so we're going to get it going and we're excited. So we're exploring um, John chapter 20 tonight. And yes. I, I'm excited because we know that spiritually the season that we just come from is the season of, of our Holy Week, our Passover, our Crucifixion Week, all those wonderful things. And yeah. so this is an opportunity for us to look at the way uh, things are spiritually and biblically uh, after the crucifixion. And I'm just blessed by uh, this scripture right now, specifically because the crucifixion was such a, uh, a, a dawning and just daunting time for individuals back uh, during biblical days because uh, they were without their savior, without their hope for quite some time. And that is the season um, that we find ourselves in right now. We feel like we are um, without a hope. And so many of us are looking around trying to figure out uh, what's going on, how to cope with this, how to handle this. And so I thought that this would be a befitting text for us um, to be able to explore tonight. Y'all can comment live, comment away, because we will get to a point where we do question and answer. So y'all get your notebooks out, get your notepads out, y'all iPhones, wherever you are, and just yes. with us, because we're about to go uh, into the word. I want to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for the opportunity that you've given us uh, to come together, to be impactful, to uh, speak a word over someone's life who may be watching this, who may come in contact with this broadcast, who we may not ever even know. And so, God, tonight, I want to tell you, thank you for your favor and your kindness. Now, help us to rightly divide the word of truth, that we may be a blessing to those uh, who will hear this word of inspiration. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Oh, one more time. Y'all hit the share button wherever you are. We want to make sure we maximize our impact. So go ahead, hit their share button all across uh, uh, the, the land right now. So we're getting into um, John chapter 20, verse 24 through 29. All right, dealing with the demon of doubt. So um, we all know the bad job of this story. Uh, it, it, it deals with the the emotions of, of, of a man named Thomas and, and his encounter with Jesus post-resurrection. All right. Now, Thomas can also be known um, in, in tandem with the name Didymus, Didymus, which we know, um, which which simply means twin. All right. So for those of you who did not know that Thomas's other name is Didymus, and that means biblically twin. Now, the interesting thing is that theologians would suggest to us um, that Thomas is the twin of one of the other 12 disciples, uh, for he is the son of Alphaeus, who was the father of Matthew and one of the Jameses. OK, so now in the 12 disciples, we have two James. We have James, who is son of Zebedee. And then we have James, uh, uh, who, uh, who was son of Zebedee and also brother of John. And then we have James who is the son of Alphaeus. And so now he is brothers, uh, theologians would suggest, with Matthew uh, and the other James. Okay, so that's some backdrop who Thomas was. And Thomas, uh, we know he's one of the 12 disciples. We know this, right? Uh, and for the sake of conversation and for the sake of not really knowing the varying levels of Christian education tonight, I will just kind of put put it out there. We know the 12 disciples were the, the men who were outlined in scripture uh, as having followed Jesus during his earthly ministry. Um, and, and I don't want to say that to belittle anyone on here. I'm just simply saying that um, because, again, we do not know the varying levels of expertise that are on this call tonight or on this live tonight. All right. So uh, I, we're referring to them as disciples, but the discipling part um, is, is super important to us because that would also indicate to us his level of relationship and his immediate contact and direct interaction with Jesus on, on a day-to-day -day basis, on a weekly basis, on a bi-miracle basis. Um, this would refer greatly to them. Now, mind you, um, the understanding of who Thomas is, his character, um, this, this conversation is pre-crucifixion, right? So, so at this time, they are disciples, right? Which, which simply means follower. Now, post-crucifixion, they will then be commissioned as apostles, right? Who were on assignment to carry on the work of Christ um, while he is no longer physically around to lead them. So he's a disciple. Uh, and it's important to understand in this context, I believe, tonight, because when we look in depth at the dedication of the disciples, right? We recognize a few things about them. Um, disciples are followers of Christ that we can outline based on their character as being ones who believe in his doctrine, okay? So you can't follow somebody if you don't believe in their doctrine. So the disciples believed in his doctrine, all right? They, they absorbed and consumed his spirit, right? So now it is the goal uh, of those who follow him to take on his likeness uh, in the sense of his spirit and attribute. Uh, and then to not only take them on, because you can take on somebody's attributes and still not imitate them. Um, so in our in our journal tonight, we will acknowledge that they imitate his example um, of love and compassion. These are things that they attempted to even learn as, as we looked at our scripture, right? Pastor Taylor, we, we saw them attempting to love like Christ. E even if they were still stumbling on the physicality of it all, uh, they were attempted to love like Christ, to be like Christ, to have compassion like Christ. Yes, Often we will see them having less patience than Christ, but Jesus would then yeah. teach 
them uh, examples of how it is to maximize their patience and things like that. So for the sake of argument, they imitate his spirit. But Absolutely. the character of a disciple, they, they extended into uh, what we witnessed in the word. They were devoted. They were doted. They were dutiful. They were disciplined. They were dedicated. But yeah. now we find Thomas in the midst of all of that. He is still a doubter. Right, he's devoted, he's, devoted, he's dutiful, he's dedicated, he's disciplined, yes. but for whatever reason, he is still a doubter. All right, so now the first thing that you, you must know is that it doesn't make sense to be dedicated and doubtful. Okay, now that is the part of this text that, for the sake of argument, I will say, I was like, you know, why, you know, why be dedicated? If I'm just going down, you know, because if I'm dedicated, then that means that I have some innate sense of belief that that you are capable of doing what you say and being who you say you are. Shout out to Sanctify, y'all. Shout out to Alyssa Banks. I don't know if she's watching, but I'm rocking my Sanctify church tonight. All right. So he's dedicated, but he's doubtful. All right. Now, dedication would definitely indicate to us that he has self of knowledge. I don't really know a lot of people who are dedicated to stuff that you don't have some working knowledge of, some basis of, or, or even more, some may argue uh, in-depth knowledge of um, that individual, their their likeness, their ministry, et cetera. So he's dedicated, but he's right. doubtful. Now, um, if Thomas uh, was one of the dis disciples, that, that would indicate to us that he has a relationship with Jesus, right? Uh, he's close enough with Jesus, uh, to, I guess what I would say in modern day terms is to know better, right? If you if you know him like that, you should know better, right? Then it'd be doubtful. Right. Um, and so this is where we are. This is the place I want to really hang my hat tonight. This is the backdrop of it all. Trying to understand those who are devoted to Christ, but still doubt him, okay? How can we follow him, know him, love him, walk with him, see him do wonders, watch him do it for us and before us and still doubt him? And that is the question that I want to raise tonight. Why is it that trouble has the ability to advocate us from our faith. It it, help, it it pulls us into a place where we get lost in our faith. And 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 why do we give trouble the power to cause us to forget about the sovereignty of God? Why do we allow trouble to cause us to forget the miracles that we've seen Him do and the wonders that we've seen Him work? All right. So, um, Taylor, you got something you want to interject right there? I'm just trying to give him a bad job, set them up for you to come on in. And no, take all right. So as, as we look a little more into Thomas, and I'm, I'm almost done with this, um, his presence with Jesus, right? I had to go back and I recognized that, that it was Thomas in John 14 who raised the question. He said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Right. Jesus in response to him, he says, I am the way. Right. The truth and the truth. no man comes to the father except by me. So now this indicates to us something that Thomas actually has an awareness. Absolutely. Even if not in depth, he has an awareness of the fact that Jesus has come to serve as a buffer between man and God. Right. Yeah. Jesus responds to him. He says, I'm the way, truth and life. No man comes to the Father except by me. All right. He's present with him during the time. He's also present with him at the raising of Lazarus in John 11. Right. Um, 
he he's aware of the fact that that Jesus is able to do this because I remember uh, in, in John 11 we see Lazarus he makes a statement he says um, let let us go with him and die with him he's talking about Lazarus to Lazarus whom they love right so as Jesus was on the way they weren't they it raised up the point that they wanted to go with him let he's present during the raising of Lazarus in John 11 meaning he's aware he has direct knowledge he has direct understanding that three days of death has nothing on Jesus that Jesus can handle anything, that death can't even hold him down, right? He has an awareness of it, but for whatever reason, Thomas is still doubtful. So Thomas has seen Jesus do the impossible, still struggles with uncertainty. And tonight, the question that I want to challenge us with is what have you seen God do for you or someone connected to you that you still question if he can do again or if he will do again? Right. So I want to submit to you that doubt um, is not demonic, but it becomes demonic the moment it interferes with your faith in God or yourself. All right. That's what I want to submit to you tonight. So now that brings us all the way up to verse number 24, 25 ish. Uh, Taylor, jump in here and, and let, let's let's continue to bless people. So I think. um going back to Thomas and going back to just his name, Thomas, yeah. Thomas of Didymus. Yeah. Didymus not only means twin, but it also means twofold or double. Mm. Um, mm. Having two parts or two Ooh. aspects. Ooh. Meaning that at any given point in time, mm -hmm. there are two things working in all of us oh. at one time. There is my flesh and there is my spirit. There is my belief and there is my unbelief. There is my faith and there is my doubt. There is my, is God going to do it? And yes, he's going to do it. At any given time, just like Thomas, there are two things, two aspects, two, two ways of seeing things operating us all at one time. And even though he was around Jesus, if we look at Thomas, his speech always exposes him. Mm. Thomas's speech always exposes him. Like you said in John 11, he does say Lazarus is dead. Well, he says we have to go through Judea. And then he says, his disciples said, well, wait a minute, Lord, uh, you're wanted in Judea. There's a possibility that you, we could all die all right. in Judea. And he says, listen, chill. I've already expressed we have work to do. So we got to go. Thomas and his face says, well, let us go with him. Right. There are these two sides. His face says, let's go with Jesus. His right. doubt says we all getting ready to die. Right. Mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't say anything about him dying. Right? right. But I think that Thomas causes his doubt to miss Jesus's message because you're still in the last conversation. The last conversation was we're getting ready to die. Yeah. The former conversation says he's dead because the glory of God is getting ready to be revealed. And I'm glad that this thing happened so that you can believe. Right. Mm -hmm. So instead of, of of believing Jesus and saying, instead of saying, let's go with him because he's getting ready to perform a miracle. Let's go with him because something is getting ready to be revealed. He's right. stuck on the danger. Doubt will cause you to focus on the danger of the situation mm. and not the deliverance in a situation. Wow. Doubt will cause you to forget wow. everything. You're yeah. forgetting the message about what yeah. Jesus said. He just said something's getting ready to happen. But because you're stuck on the last conversation, your doubt can only allow you to go as far as your eyes can see. Right. Yeah. So he says instead that I'll focus on the doubt. Then he says, like you said, in John 14, uh, he says, I'll go to prepare a place and where I'm going, you will be, too. He missed. He completely misses that part and goes straight to Lord, where are you going? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just said I'm going to prepare a place for you. 
right. and you're coming with me. But instead of uh, uh, putting his mind on the revelation of it, yeah. he's saying, nah, I, forget all that. Where right. are you going? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then now we get into the verse, which you already went over in the 26th verse. Mm -hmm. It says, well, well, he says, listen, I'm not going to believe it. Well, yeah, the 26th, 27th verse. We know Thomas says, the disciples have told Thomas, Jesus, we've we seen him. Right. And he's like, nah, I don't, mm -mm. I'm right. not going to believe it until right. I see it. Right. right. He said, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. My question to Thomas is, after all of this time of you being with Jesus, after all of this time of you seeing his miracles yeah. and seeing him raise Lazarus from the dead and healing and people are walking and Right. The, the blind are seeing why mm -hmm. is it this time that you choose not to believe right. right he says i have to see the evidence right but what what the, the the funny thing i think about thomas and i think the emotion of the text is saying it's hard for me to believe because the last time i seen him he was dead mm -hmm. yeah. it's hard for me to believe because the last time i seen that situation that's my hope now. was dead you know yeah. what I'm saying? The last, the last place I saw him was it was dead. So it's not even that I'm trying not to believe. It's this that the my my doubt only goes to the last place where there was a miracle. Right. My and doubt. that is what we need to focus on right there. Right. Because too many of us have hung our hats on what we remember, oh, what that's we saw, what has tormented us, what has kept us up in our heads. I'm trying to tell you, but 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 my mother, and I want to pause right here. My mother's on live. Thank you. Hey, mom. She, she just made a point about him struggling with pessimism. Pessimism. Yeah. And this is what a lot of people struggle with because pessimists, this is what I think I think about. It says it's they are people who tend to see the worst aspect in a thing yeah. or believe the worst will happen. Yeah. But just because you tend to see it doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. Oh, come on. That's when you got to focus yourself on what it is that you see. See, like you said, Thomas was so busy seeing the last thing that he was missing what was coming next. Nice. Don't be concerned about the last thing that you missed the next thing. Thank you, Pastor. You're talking about <laughs> You're no, saying that will make you miss Jesus. Don't you be so caught right. up on what you see now or what you saw then that you forget the fact that he is a God who is able. I'm sorry. I just wanted to plug that in right there. No, Go ahead. That's good. good. That was the next point. Yeah. You, you cannot spend so much time, uh, again, focusing on what you remember. Sometimes our memory is dangerous. Mm. Because our memory will cause us not to move forward. Our memory will cause us not to believe mm. what we cannot see. So he's struggling, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's a whole eight days before they told him, struggling. Right. He's, what do I believe? Do I not believe? Am I chosen? Am I not chosen? Everybody else saw him. And yet I'm stuck in a place where I walked with him and I still can't see him. Right. He is really struggling with himself. Yeah. Just like yeah. us. The last time we saw a miracle, it worked. And now here we are focused on what we cannot see, right? So he says, no matter what you say, now these are disciples, these are his boys, these are the people he's been with, these are the people that have track records. Mm -hmm. I Listen, if I tell you I've seen them, then I've seen them. And he's right. like, no, mm -mm. I have to see, it doesn't matter what you say because my doubt only allows my mind to extend to the last thing that I saw. Right, right. right? So he's saying yeah. at this point, it's hurting me. I have to see it. But what I love about Jesus is that even though Jesus checks him, Jesus meet him. He meets him at the place of his doubt. And he says, in order for you to go to this next level, this is why I have to show you my wounds. This is why I have to show you my evidence. Because in order for you to go to the next level, 
uh, of being from disciple to apostle is that right. I have to I have to increase your faith so that your faith will eclipse all bit of doubt that I'm not alive. Right. You know what I'm saying? So God says, I have to put these things in front of you. And sometimes God says, even though you doubt, I have to slap you and meet you at the place where your doubt is so that I can eclipse it so that you can qualify for this next level of faith. Right. Mm -hmm. We have this um, this misconception that all of us have the same level of faith. And that's right. not true. There right. are levels to yeah, faith. Levels to uh, there's mustard seed faith. There's yeah. mountain moving faith. Right? right. But we all have to graduate to a certain level of faith. The, the, the other 11 disciples graduated to that faith because they seen him. But Thomas, even though he was wrong for doubting, it was his doubt that got Jesus to respond to him. I'm not saying he's going to do that for everybody. I'm just saying, according to the text, right, right. Jesus cool. responded to him because his faith had to go to the next level. Yeah. Right. So there yeah. are some of us wondering what that we're so focused on. Again, the memory being a dangerous moment. Because mm. your memory does not allow you to go beyond what you cannot see. The Bible says, that the enemy loves to put that thing. Come on. Yeah. But faith cometh by hearing and yeah. hearing by the word of God. The reason yeah. why he could not focus is because he forgot what he said. Jesus yeah. has been telling you this entire time. He yes. was he's been telling you he's leaving. He's telling you that uh, uh, in three days I'll raise this body up. But you're yeah. so focused on he's dead. That I, I can't see the life in a dead situation because my doubt won't allow me to see beyond where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to back up just a little bit, right? Because hey, it was my bad. And this is where I want to encourage people tonight because I have seen too many of us who walk with him and still don't have faith in him. Wow. Neither we ought to have right. faith. I have watched too many people. Who have seen God do them before? I mean, I'm talking people with testimony. I'm talking folks that I know have seen the hand of God move in their lives. And for yeah. whatever reason, we have someone watching from South Africa. Thank you, thank you. We are so excited tonight. Hey, we're, that's amazing. Amen. Time it is, and we're grateful that you stood up to sit and have Friday night filling with us. Um, I, I know what it is to want to want to believe because right. you've seen. But but there's something about the visual of what yeah. things are like now. And that's what I see a lot of people struggling with right now, right? So you were talking about Thomas and what he saw, right? The last time I saw him, he was dead, right? And, and what people are, are are caught up on right now is what we see. We see bad news everywhere. Come we on. see hurt, disease, we see pandemic, we see people dying. We see things going on all around us. And so right now people are caught up on what it looks like, but the believer, I, we were never called to walk by sight. And yeah. that's where we have to put our focus and our faith. We were never called to walk according to what we see. Come on. Okay? We were called to walk according to our faith. And faith tells us that even when things don't look good, I believe that God will cause it to work for our good because his will is ultimately what we want for our lives and what we need for our lives. Right. And so what I'm, what, I'm finding now is that too many of us have found ourselves caught up in, in the moment, caught up in, in the mayhem, caught up in the memory. And God wants to free you from that tonight. Thank yeah. you. I don't know yeah. who you are or where you are or who I'm talking to, but you have been doubting God. You've been doubting God's ability, but but you walk with him. So, so you know that he's capable, but for whatever reason you've been doubting yeah. him, I'm 
God wants to liberate you tonight from the from the mayhem and from the memory. God wants to free you up so that you can put your faith in Him again. But, but I wanted to raise another question, and I'm just yeah. I'm just here to play play question maker tonight. Uh, um, the disciples are at a meeting that Thomas is not at. True. All right. So um, I'm telling y'all, um, while, while, while I'm out here walking, walking by faith and not by sight, I, I kept raising the question, why is Thomas not at the meeting? Where is he at? Right. So now the, theologians would suggest to us that, that, that he is so overtaken by his grief and, and by what he had going on, his own guilt. Um, some would suggest that he's busy uh, entertaining individuals who, who had just been near the crucifixion experience. And if that's the case, then that means he's in the company of other people who are just downtrodden. But for whatever reason, Thomas is not at the meeting of the disciples who are headed to be apostles. All right. Now, can I tell you something? What I wanted to just what God, God spoke to me about last night was because um, I was caught up on the way. Um, somebody said can't hear. Is that everybody? Let's see. Let's just make sure. Let's do a test. Taylor, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. All right. So then whoever said they can't hear me, turn their mics up. All right. Hallelujah. Uh, anybody else that can't hear? Can y'all holler back at me real quick? I just want you know, we online. I just want to make sure that we are we are good, that you're not missing any of this. All right. So Thomas is not at the meeting. He's not there with the brethren as they are preparing. Um and they see Jesus and encounter and experience Jesus. All right. So, so for whatever reason, whatever it was that was keeping Thomas away, it kept him from a first round blessing. All right. Yeah. Let me just tell you tonight do not let your doubt cause you to miss the joy of seeing Jesus the first time around. All right. I, I, I don't know about you, but when, when we come out of this thing right here, I don't want no, I don't, you know, it's just powerful that anything he does, he's going to do it well. But yeah. I want to be a the first round of miracles and blessings and vision that he's by. So when Jesus starts to pass out miracles and blessings uh, and favor on top of all, I want to be a part of the first round. What I'm saying yeah. to you is this, that you cannot be so caught up on your own uh, emotions and your own feelings that you that you miss, once again, miss the fact that Jesus wants to do something to and for you. Pastor Taylor, you were diving into uh, of the fact that Jesus actually shows up for Thomas. So tell me what that means to you. Because for me, uh, what I found out is that, you know, and, and this is for people who are out there who have been struggling with the spirit of pessimism and doubt. Uh, let me just help you to understand that Jesus still, I do believe that Jesus still has a heart to answer the questions of the skeptic. That's good. All right. That's he good. has compassion. All right. Because here's the bottom line. He's the savior of the whole wide world. He didn't have to show up and talk to Thomas. He right. could have just let Thomas have whatever he was having. That moment, that temper tantrum, what he was feeling, you know, just like some of us. But for whatever reason, Jesus comes out of his divinity and he still shows again. That is what you call love and compassion. So tell me what that means for people who have yeah. this with the spirit of doubt. Tell me what the Lord is saying. I think that we have to remember that at the end of the day, Thomas was still handpicked by mm -hmm. Jesus to yes. become one of his disciples, right? Mm -hmm. So not only was he handpicked to become one of his disciples, but he says, he gives him back verbatim what he tells him. Mm -hmm. God said, Jesus is saying, I will meet you at the place verbatim where you thought I didn't hear you, right? So he's doubting. He's like, God, I don't know. But, but, for, but for Jesus, like you said, to come out of where he was just mm -hmm. to reveal himself to you, just right. to show you that, right. that one, I know your name. 
to right. I know I know I know in your heart where you doubt and even though you're yeah. a twofold being what I'm about to give you the evidence that I'm about to show you listen yeah. once you show me I can't unsee it once I see it it can't be undone so he said I will come and show you exactly what you need to see uh, let you hear exactly what you need to hear so that th at this level of faith you'll never be in unbelief again I cannot see what I can I, I cannot unsee what I've already seen. You mm -hmm. can't tell me that God is not going to show up for me. Why? Because he, mm -hmm. he's already done it. The Bible wow. says in Psalm, I want to say in Psalm 40, Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. He says, be still, rest and know, become so acquainted with me mm. that no matter what's in front of your face, no matter what you see, be yeah. so acquainted with me that you know that I'm going to show up for you. And I believe that in the situation with Thomas, he was saying, I'm, I'm giving you and I'm exposing another level of myself to you so that you will never doubt me in this place ever again. Hmm. And that's good. And that's good. And maybe and, and to, to those who, you know, I know that sometimes we, we've been raised with the understanding that we should never question God. Right. Wow. But 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 for those who feel like, oh, have I sinned because I have? No, right. God wants to meet you at the point of your skepticism. He's still, oh, you know, he's good. He save the unbeliever, right? Yeah. So th there's never a, a moment where God shuns us for, yeah. for having questions, you know? And, and, and so you have got to then take the initiative to familiarize yourself with him. And then this is my, my challenge. Oh, I like that. When you say that you're going to follow him. When you say that you choose to be a Christian, when you say that and then you confess God and you confess the Lord as your savior, that's when you have a responsibility to oh, maintain like your faith. All right. Because maintaining your faith is going to be essential to you maintaining good relationship with God, because if not, then you will always need him to go out of his way to show you something. When all actuality, God wants you to have the faith that he will every single yeah. time. That's that's what yeah. it is. That's what faith is. Faith is, is really holding on against the odds, whether I see it or whether I don't, whether I know that he's gonna do it, whether you know, when when all of these things have given me reason to doubt, faith is me being able to stand my ground and hold on um to what it is that I believe God for. So right now, right, I can only um compare this and deal with this in, in the context of where we are right now. So much going on in the world. There are so many people who are doubtful. So many people who are seeing things um, that have caused them to question God. Seeing things that have caused them to question their faith in God, and, and, and it's very serious. And here's what I say, y'all. Um, Thomas actually had the right to feel what he felt. Yeah, that's what Pastor Taylor was saying. I saw him. He was dead. Right. right? So right now, people are looking around. They're like, they're like, uh, you know, I see death all around me. You know, my pastor, there are so many pastors that are dying. There are people who are being laid off of their jobs. There are people um, who are being, uh, without homes and without medication. There are people who are sick and, and, and have disease, COVID-19 and others that no longer can receive medical treatment. There are people all around this world who, are le who have legitimate reason to question where God is in this, but help now my unbelief. There are people who have a right to feel what they feel. Thomas was not wrong. Thomas had seen too much. And tonight, this this lesson, this message goes out to the people who have seen too much. I've seen yeah. 
too much hurt. I've seen too many tears. I've seen too many people have to bury loved ones and really not even be able to properly bury them because what we're going on, what's going on right now. I've seen the government fail. I've seen people fail. This is where we are. People have a legitimate right to feel what yeah. they but just because you have a right to feel it doesn't mean that faith is not still in play. And so tonight, this message is a message to strengthen your faith and your hope yeah. in God and, and your hope in his word and his ability to do it. And in the fact that just like he showed up for Thomas to prove up. he is still God, my faith tonight tells me that God is going to show up for you wherever yes. you are you that he is still God and he is still in control. Best Taylor, continue. Go, go I'm here for this. <laughs> the preach coming up. <laughs> I agree. And I also agree that your environment matters. Who knows who Thomas was around? At this time, they thought Jesus was dead. At this time, the people around him, yeah, he thought he was the son of God. Now people are saying, no, no, he really was. So it, it, who, when you're not around the, the people that, uh, the Bible says, forsake not the assembly of the brethren, it matters who you are around in the moments where your faith is, is in transition. It matters mm -hmm. who you're around when your faith is lacking, right? Yeah. Had he been around his brothers, had he been around right. the other disciples, you like you said, right. he wouldn't have missed his moment. But doubt right. causes us to miss our moments. Being in our emotions causes us to miss the answers. Had he been where he was supposed to be, he would he would have gotten the response that the other disciples had gotten. Missing wow. your place, um, uh, just like David. After David was anointed, he didn't leave. He stayed where he was. He stayed where he was right. in his father's house. And then he got the call from Saul, right? Being in a, in a place where you are not supposed to be will cause you to miss a call that will change your right. life. Thomas right. missed that first call, but thank God for him being gracious. Thank God mm. Jesus yeah. is, uh, sees him where he is and says, I'm not, I'm not going to allow your emotions to make you miss out on what I got for you. I'm not gonna allow uh, your doubt to cause you to miss what I have for you. Yeah, right. th and that's where we are now. You cannot allow, yeah. and I know it's difficult. We, we're all uh, going through this season of adjustment, but don't allow uh, what the media says or what is going on around you to cause mm -hmm. you to miss this moment where God is trying to expose your faith to another level. He says, after this, something good is coming after this. Be not weary in well-doing for in due season, you will reap if you faint not. Don't get tired. Don't let your strength become exhausted. Keep doing what you know how to do. What do I know how to do? I know how to have faith. What do I know how to do? I know how to trust God because at the end of the day, this word cannot lie. And just to prove to Thomas that uh, that this is not the end, he says, I'm going to show you that I'm not a liar. I'm going to show you that the people around you, what they say about me is not a lie. Right. So he mm -hmm. says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove to you that I'm God. I'm not going to allow your emotions to cause you to miss out on this life changing moment, to miss out on this moment that could extend your faith to a level where you'll start to believe in God for everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because just like, and, and that's so true, just like Thomas had the right to feel a lack of faith, Jesus also reserved the right in his divinity to not show up and answer him. Come on. But the fact that Jesus did yeah. indicate to us that he still has a desire to. And um, that's the good news. That's the good news for those of us who have struggled with the spirit of pessimism, who have struggled with the spirit of doubt, who have struggled with the spirit of unbelief. Jesus still wants to show you. That's good to me. 
Because I know the of all that I'm going through right now. I've been, I've been wondering. Sometimes I feel weary in my faith. But the fact of the matter is that Jesus didn't have to, but he still does. Tonight, whoever you are, wherever you are, I want you to know that Jesus still wants to show you. I love it. This that you have had your moments of weariness in spite of the fact that you have had your moments um where you were not interested at all in really trying to hold up the blessing banner you know we have really? we have our moments Jesus still wants to show you. And that's that's a message that I want to leave with you tonight. If you're taking notes and you're writing with us, Jesus still wants to show you. Listen, let me pause and apologize because I just found out that for whatever reason, my live was not public. So only my friends were watching. So that's fine because the replay is here. Do me a favor now and hit share. If this is blessing you, do me a favor and go onto your timeline and just hit that share button so we can, in the last 25 minutes that we have left, uh, continue to impact and bless the world. All right. So y'all go ahead and hit that share button right now. We're going to share it again. If you share it the first time, share it again. Because apparently the people who were not my friends couldn't see it. That's weird because I have a public page. All right. So if you are just catching up, we are talking about Thomas. We are talking about dealing with the demon of doubt. And what I want to remind you of, doubt only becomes demonic when it interferes or hinders you um, from your faith in God or your faith in yourself. All right. And so now we're, we're talking specifically trying to help people who are in this moment where honestly, you, you're not wrong for what you feel. Right. I, I mean, I see it. I see it all around us every day. Pastor Taylor sees it. You're not wrong for what you feel. I understand what you feel. What you feel is valid. But we have good news today that, that we're dealing with this last part of the verse. Jesus, in all of his sovereignty, the good part. being the son of God, he still comes again. All right. Because even though Thomas missed Jesus the first time, we, we said that. Don't allow what you feel and your doubt to cause you to miss Jesus showing up in your situation. Right. So Thomas wasn't present. He should have been there with the other disciples. We don't really know what kept him astray, but he wasn't there when Jesus showed up the first time to the disciples. So now here's his second opportunity. And Jesus does it. Why? Because Jesus still desires to answer the questions of the skeptic. He's still called to the unbeliever. Yeah. And so you have been in a season where you've been doubting, where you have, have shown a lack of faith, where you have um experienced a moment. Uh, where, where you were unsure, uh, even if right now you're on this live and you've been watching and all the news, all the bad news, all the bad press, you've been experiencing layoffs, you're an essential worker, you've seen the, the yeah. worst of the pandemic, whatever it is tonight, we want you to understand that Jesus still wants to show you himself. All right. That's what he does. He comes to Thomas. He says, listen, I know you have doubts. So here are the nail prints in my hand. Here is where yeah. they pierce that Jesus still wants to show you. All right. Um, Shalandra, for the people who weren't able to get it the first time, would you just go back and give us that part about Didymus again? Give them an overview of what you talked about. Give us okay. the two thing. I, I just want to make sure that people have the opportunity to get that that are right. live, right? So Thomas, Thomas, Thomas has two names, Thomas yeah. and Didymus. Thomas means twin. Didymus also means twin. It means double or it means twofold or having two aspects. Uh, I was telling uh, Elder Pharaoh that uh, all of us at any given time have two, two aspects operating us at the same time. We have our doubt. We have our faith. We have our flesh. We have our spirit. We have our, is God going to do it? And yes, he is going to do it. Um, and Thomas, through his speech, uh, exposes himself. Again, John 11, he says, let's go, let's go with him and die. 
he totally missed everything that Jesus said about uh, being revealed. He said, yo, I'm coming. We have to go to Lazarus. And even though we're going through a dangerous place, I have to go because the glory of God is going to be revealed. And um, you have to come to another level of belief. Right. So instead of focusing on that, he doesn't say again, let let us go because God is getting ready to perform a miracle. Let us go because Jesus is getting ready to do something. The first thing he thinks about is let us go uh, because we're getting ready to die. Jesus didn't say anything right. about them dying. You know, again, right. doubt doubt will cause you to focus on the danger of a situation and not the deliverance of a right. situation. Doubt will only allow right. you to see as far as you can see, not what you hear. And this is where we get, again, what um, what uh, Elder Marissa said before. Uh, see, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The reason why we are not getting what we want is because we're focused too much on what we see and not what we have heard. Had Thomas focused on right. what he heard versus on what he saw, he would have been in the situation where he is. But again, he still has the right to say, I want to see him. Absolutely. Uh-oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm this devil. Okay. <laughs> so that, that, that's what he focuses on. He, he never focuses on the revelation of what Jesus is trying to tell him. All he can see is what he saw, not by what he heard. Because if he was listening, even in John 14, if he was listening where he says, I'm going to prepare a place. And yeah. when I when I prepare that place, you'll be there too. He right. skips all of that and says, but where are you going? No, right. no, 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 no. Let's go back to the place where I'm telling you that I'm getting ready to perform something else for you. But because mm -hmm. of what's in front of me, I, I, I want to focus on what's in front of me, not, not the forward movement of what's ahead. Right. And, right. and that is where we, we have our issue. This is where we have our same issue back to John 20, where he says, I, I, I cannot believe it until I see it. Right. right. Because the last place I saw him, he was dead. The last time I saw that situation, it was dead. The last time something like this happened across the world, a lot of people died. So he says, I, I have to see it because once I see it, I know that my belief or my faith level will never be this low again. Right. right. But he says, well, what you said it so powerfully, he wants to show you, right? To Even in me. your doubt. Mm -hmm. And he has yeah. the right not to show you. He does not have yeah. to explain himself to anybody. But he says, because I, I want your faith to graduate to the next level, I'm going to perform right. this thing for you here. I, I'm going to I'm going to show you verbatim what you were looking for. You want to see the hands? Fine. You want to see the side? Fine. Whatever it is you need to see in order for you to believe so that your faith will never get this low again, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. He wants to expose you to a new level of faith. And that, that brings us into um, Leslie. I see you on here. We're, we're in John 20, uh, 24 through 29. Uh, that, that, oh, the enemy really was trying us tonight, but it's all right. We're going to continue. Uh, we have a few more minutes. We got about 15 minutes. We want to make sure that we, we get to prayer. So so let's end with this. All right. I want to talk about this um, because here's the thing. Uh, we, we talked about Thomas, who he is, who he, who he was, the backdrop of his, of his role and his intimacy with Jesus as far as his relationship um, being one of the 12 disciples. We talked about where he comes from, son of our faith. We talked about all that. Uh, we talked about the role of the disciples, how closely right. they were with Jesus. We talked about the fact that he was devoted, you know, doting, beautiful, disciplined, dedicated, still doubtful. All right. Um, it, and we talked about the fact that that his his doubt caused him to forget 
God's ability. And that's the that's what we wanted to encourage you on tonight because too often we get caught up on what we see. You know, the last thing that he saw was was Jesus dying, right? So, you know, sometimes we get caught up on what we see and that's where we are right now. Too many of us are caught up on what we caught up on what we see. Right. And what we see has caused us to forget about what we know. And you cannot allow what you see to cause you to forget what you oh, know. What good. you know is the fact that I, Jesus can handle death. I know what he did for Lazarus. I was around when it happened, right? right. I've seen him. And so tonight our question to you all was, was what is it you've seen him do for you that, that you doubt uh, him to be able to do right now? All right? Because we want to make sure that we are encouraging your faith in this time. All right? So, so Thomas is in his place. Jesus doesn't have to, but for whatever reason, he still shows up. All right. The reason being because Jesus is still called to the non-believer. He still loves to answer the question of the skeptics. And right. so for those of you who have been here tonight, uh, who have been struggling with doubt, who have been struggling um, in the areas of your faith, we want to encourage you to know and to understand that God still has a desire to prove himself to you. And if you believe he can, he certainly will do it. All right. But now, Pastor Taylor, I, I want to end with this. Um, th there's still a way to go. All right. Because um, the disciples in their interaction with Jesus, th they, they are now preparing um, to be commissioned as apostles. All right. There's still work to do. All right. And, and this is where we want to close because, you know, we talk about the doubts. We talk about what what, you know, while Thomas was the one directly who we witnessed, we've also had to only believe that all of the disciples share some level of emotion because their hope is that. All right. Um, and if we if we get caught up in our emotions, we miss the next season of our assignment. That's that was one of the things that you were talking about. All right. Uh, and, and had had we not been able to focus in our faith and hone in our faith, we would miss the fact that there is still a place that God wants to call us to. Yes. And that's what I want to end with, because while we are witnessing some of the worst uh, and, and hard to endure times, we still have an assignment on our lives. The harvest yes. is plenteous, and this is still a prime time to minister and to meet the needs of those around us. Pastor Taylor, do me a favor before we get into prayer. Would you just encourage somebody uh, who, who is finding themselves in, in a place of doubt, in a season of doubt, would you encourage them to to have, uh, uh, give them a word tonight that will bring them and draw them in for their next assignment? Because we still have a responsibility to help, to minister and meet the needs of others that are around us. And tonight, I don't want someone who has been wrestling with doubt to leave this live without understanding that we have need of you to right. strengthen yourself in him today because right. there's another assignment on Right. Again, well, I think it goes back to Psalm where he says, be still and know that I am God. It's this, the word still literally means to rest. Rest and yeah. know that I am God. Rest and know. He said, be still and know. To know means to become so intimate and to know means um, to become acquainted with. He says, become so acquainted with me that you know mm -hmm. that I am your God. Galatians, again, Galatians 6 and 9, be not weary in well-doing. Paul warns us. He said, listen, I know that there is a time where you will be exhausted. I know there is a time where it says well-doing uh, translates into the word good. Uh, I know mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a moment where you are going to get tired of doing good. You're going to yeah. get tired of doing what you know how to do because the reality is, and what people won't tell you, is that faith can be exhausting. It mm. is 
hard to believe and believe and believe and believe and believe in the moment where you don't see it or the moment that it's not coming fast enough, you will doubt. But Paul warns us, hey, don't get weary in doing what you know how to do for in due season at a set time, you will gain a reward. But listen, you cannot faint. That's the word for you today. We know that doubt will set in. We understand that doubt is human. It will happen, but you have to do like the word says, you cannot faint. You cannot allow your strength to be exhausted in this season because there is a time where reward is coming, but the reward is only coming for those who can, who, who have made a decision to keep moving forward. We need you. Yeah. You need to be able to tell the testimony, right? Thomas's name is in there because somebody needed to testify to the fact that there was someone who was close to Jesus and still doubted. There was someone yeah. who knew his works and still doubted. But even in his doubt, he said, I'm still going to show you the evidence that I'm still alive. And God is saying in this moment, I'm getting, if you don't faint, if you don't give up, I'm getting ready to show you the evidence that I'm still here. And in due season, at the set time, at the opportune time, I'm getting ready to give you a reward for sticking with me. I'm getting ready to give you a reward just for staying, not even sticking with me. I'm going to get ready to give you a reward just for yeah. staying alive, yeah. right? Just, yeah. just for making sure, just for thanking you that you didn't commit suicide. I'm yeah. getting ready to make sure you get a reward just for breathing. He says, as long as you don't give up, I'm get, I'm getting ready to give you a reward, but you got to make it through this. You got to mm-hmm. make it through this quarantine. You got to make it through COVID. You have to make yeah. it through this season, right? Because in this next season, something is getting ready to reap, right? You've already invested the harvest. You've already sown. You've already seen his works. He said, now I'm getting ready to give you the evidence that what, what happens when you don't faint? What happens when you don't faint is there is a reward, but you got to hold on long enough to receive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that that's that's powerful. Tonight we want you to really really hold on. We we're gonna um we're, I'm gonna give my word. We're gonna we're gonna take some questions. Start putting your questions in the comment section. Uh, uh, for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch the first half, please go back and do so. Uh, I told you we did not know that this thing was on private. That's so weird. I didn't have a private page. So uh, y'all make sure y'all go back and watch it. Start to post your questions. Um, shout out to Alyssa again with my Sanctify shirt. Uh, she's on here now, so I wanted to shout her out. Y'all make sure y'all uh, follow the Sanctify brand. Amen. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, so Pastor Taylor has left us with, with so so many nuggets, and, and I'll say this: I, I think back to Matthew um, twenty-one and twenty-one. Uh, to surmise, uh, Jesus answered them. He, he said, "Truly, um, I say to you that if you have faith and do not doubt." He says that uh, uh, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. I say that to say this, your faith could be the difference between you staying where you are and seeing God move you in the middle of where you are. That's good. All right. Your faith may very well be the difference between you staying where you are and you seeing Jesus move you in the midst of where I you are. I love it. All right. We, we don't we don't knock Thomas for being a doubter. We don't knock Thomas for having a lack of faith. But we find Thomas as a point of reference on why people who follow Jesus sometimes still need encouragement to stay in there and hang in there. True. The bottom line is 
you have the kind of faith, you have the ability to declare to a thing that it has to be done and it will happen. But it's all wrapped up in your faith. And so tonight, whoever you are, wherever you are, y'all start um, typing your comments, your questions Absolutely. in the comment section. We want to talk to y'all for a few more minutes. We're supposed to be done at nine, but because of the page being private, we're going to go ahead and go a little bit longer, about nine, ten. Um, but, but whoever you are tonight, we want you to understand that faith is so important during yeah. these times. And if you hang on to it, just like Jesus did for Thomas, he will give you infallible, irrefutable proof that he is yet in control of this. I have stopped, I have stopped complaining about this thing. There are some days, uh, Pastor Taylor, and you're out there just like me, where I'm just sitting here like, ooh, right. Jesus, what is this? There are some days that I really legitimately have questions. There there are some days where I legitimately am trying to figure out how to make sense of this, but I've stopped trying to make sense of this and I started making a strategy out of this. You yes. know, God allows everything to happen for us. Faith tells us this, that because he is sovereign, even this is in his will. Even this is in his plan. Even this is in his care. This is the same thing with Thomas. Thomas, this is not out of the hand of God. This is not out of the reach of God. This is not out of the understanding of God. This is not anything that God can't bring you out of. This yeah. is not something that has caught him by surprise, right? right? And so when you have the faith to say, this is certainly not out of the reach of God, then that takes us to the place where we realize if it is, then there must be something God wants me to get in the midst of this. And I don't want to miss my moment to figure yes. out wants from me in my next season in the next season in the next season of the of this life and even the world and where he would place me in the earth i don't want to miss that because i spent this season worrying about how he to do it when in all actuality while i was worrying he caused this shutdown to pile some things up and stack oh. some things up just to work in my favor you know so oh. so faith can be the difference between you staying where you are and God moving you in the midst of where you are. All right. While you were in this season, we talked about the other day on the Young Preachers podcast. Y'all make sure y'all tune in every Wednesday night. It's amazing. Um, Pastor Brian said something to us. He said, do not take this time to wallow. He says, but occupy the altar until God shows up, until he gives you a strategy, until he gives you a word, until he shows you a direction. Because, because you are in the plan of God, because you are in the care of God. Because you're in the concern of God. There is nothing about this that has caught God by surprise. Let's go to some questions um, tonight. Let's go to some questions. How do you all personally handle moments of doubt? What are some practical ways to pull yourself out of a doubtful place? Pastor Taylor, would you would you minister to uh, that question for, for a brief moment? Um, how do you personally handle moments of doubt? I have to remind my literally remind myself that what uh, uh, Elder Farrell said, that it's, it's, this is not new. This is not out of the hand of God. This is not out of the mind of God. And I literally have to remind myself that if he did it before, he could do it again. And if it's something that I've never seen him do before, I literally have to stretch myself to believe it. Um, um, I, I think that a practical way of doing it is you have to come out of your own emotions. You, you, what you can control, you can control. What you cannot control, you just can't control, right? right? So I have to physically remove, I, not physically, but I have to remove my emotions 
out of whatever it is in the place where I am doubting because it'll cause me to fall into this. It'll cause me to fall into depression. It'll cause me to fall into a negative place. I, I have to stop myself from thinking. It's, it's all a thinking. You cannot control the thoughts that come into your mind, but you can control how long they stay there. Everything starts with a thought. Thoughts uh, follow your emotions. So then your body follows whatever it is that you are thinking. You have to literally stop uh, engaging in negative thoughts because yeah. negative thoughts will produce negative emotions. Negative emotions will produce other things. So my, my way, personal way of doing it is causing myself to sit there, sometimes sitting down and writing it out. What are the pros? What are the cons? Uh, what yeah. am I believing? What is causing me to unbelieve? Yeah. There's there's the there's the truth, and then there is our truth. There's our truth, and then there's God's truth. Our truth is, oh, He's never gonna do it because I can't see it. When God's truth says, I have promises in here for you. Uh, our truth says he didn't do it the last time. So I don't know if he's going to do it this time. When the truth says he's not a man that he should lie. If you ask in my name, believe it, and then you'll receive it. Literally, uh, I have to put myself in the position of what the word says, because at the end of the day, that's all we have. Uh, my belief is in, I have to take my emotions out of it. I can control what I can control. I yeah. cannot control what I cannot control. And what I cannot control, I cannot allow my emotions to pull me into a place where I'm going to remain so doubtful that I can't get out of what I'm believing God for. Right, right, right. Uh, personally, how I handle uh, seasons of doubt, coming out of doubt, is just remembering what faith is at its core. And that's the thing that I think I'm, I concern myself with uh, in this season and, and with this generation of believers. I think sometimes that we, we really don't exercise real faith because we don't know what real faith is. <laughs> you know, real faith is being able to declare in the face of pandemic that I am well, that I am healed, that I am. Yeah. Real faith is being able to declare that I have uh, wealth, I lack nothing, that I will not be harmed by this, that no plague shall come, now they're dwelling. Real faith is when the doctor says that, that you have cancer, but you stand up in this faith and declare by your stripes that I, I am healed. Real faith is honestly believing in the impossible. And I think that when I when it comes to the generation of believers, I really question, do we understand what faith is? Because real faith is knowing that I watched my Savior die. But I believe in the words that he right. left with us, that there will be a resurrection. And the resurrection was designed to benefit us, Thomas. Yeah. That, that's what faith is. Faith is believing that if Jesus could raise Lazarus from the dead, surely he should be able to do it for himself. Surely. Because, you know, surely he has shown who he surely. is. Is in seeing the invisible uh, works of God. It, it's right. the green grass that flows all around us. It's the fact that there is perfect uh, oxygen in the earth that any more, any less would kill you. It, it is the fact that the sun is set just uh, far enough away from the earth, any closer, it would burn up. Real faith is understanding that there is some magical way in which God causes all the universe to rotate around each other and nothing ever bumps into each other. Real yeah. faith understanding that when the sun is rising over here, that the moon is setting over there right. and they see the globe every day and they never bump into each other. Real faith is understanding that we operate and live in an earth that is set in the middle of cosmology and we never fall out of the hand of God. That is what faith is. And I believe that in this generation, we don't really know what faith is. I have a, I have wonder, I have questioned 
I have worried about the faith of this generation. So when it comes down to how I handle doubts, I have to say, Marissa, if you say you are a believer, then believe. And sometimes it's just that simple. It's, it's not deep. It's not profound. It's not cliche. It's not going to make you holler and hoop. But if you say you want to believe, believe. Why choose to be a Christian if you're not going to believe? Why say you want to follow Jesus if you are not going to believe? Why say yeah. the truth and the power of the resurrection if you are not truly going to believe against all odds? So sometimes it looks crazy. Sometimes faith doesn't look sick. Sometimes faith doesn't make sense. Sometimes, in fact, it's probably 99.9% of the times where faith won't make sense. But if you say it, you might as well believe it. Right. If, if you say it, if you say I am a Christian, if you say that I have faith, if you say that I follow Jesus, then you have to believe in the things of right. God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. We didn't see God create the earth, but we believe that he did, right? You know, we believe that he did it in seven days. We didn't see him command uh, the, the, the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air, but yet they are there. When I go to the ocean, I see the fish yeah. of the sea. And I look up to the sky. I see the power there. I didn't yeah. see it, but I believe in the unseen things because that's what faith is. And so whenever we have doubt, I think that it is important that we as believers actually challenge ourselves mm-hmm. on what it is that we believe. Do you really believe? That's a good question. Do you really believe? Do you believe the way that you say you believe? Listen. Are you one that exercises faith in the manner in which you shout about? Because I know a lot of people that know how to shout but don't know what faith is. Huh? That's my. I don't like my, people shouting. Double-minded. I'm gonna stop right there. Do you ladies think that this experience we are in now will cause Christ the Church to be relevant to this generation now? Pastor Taylor, go go forth. Do you think that this experience we are in will cause Christ the Church to be relevant to this generation now? Uh, yeah, I think that he was relevant before, uh, but yeah. I think that through our um, these new forms of spreading the gospel. I think that it, it'll help more, yes. But I, I believe he was already, the church was already relevant. Our, now, are, are some of our churches behind time? Yes. But it has caused us to push beyond our original way of doing things um, and pressing beyond, uh, same method, different method. I mean, same message, different method. So I do believe that, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely cause it to become more relevant uh, because of the way that we are forced yeah. to... Uh, manage different ways of how to relay this message same message different method so absolutely yeah, yeah. and I, I think that it's going to actually cause a, a harvest an influx oh uh, i keep saying absolutely. that I, I don't know um if, if many of you remember that the that after 9 11 thing churches were flooded that's why i said as a church it is our responsibility to now prepare ourselves for the harvest that will be coming mm-hmm. i love this shindana says uh if we could see a thing there will be no need to have faith that's what i say all the time i say that uh where answers die faith lives mm-hmm. and God has to cause there to be a season where there are no answers to push us to the maximum of our faith. Where, yeah. where there are no answers, that's where we have faith. When, when there is no information, that is where we have faith. So where answers die, faith lives. That's something that I live by. Thank you, Shandana. My mother, she's still on here. Doubt encourages rethinking. Its purpose is more to sharpen the mind than to change it. So Amen. do not doubt, but allow Jesus to bring you to belief. And that is the point in the message of Thomas. Thank you. Absolutely. That is the point of the message to Thomas. Thomas, it, it's not, you know, that's what we, we want to leave with you because I know the flyer talked about dealing with the demon of doubt. Doubt only becomes demonic again when you allow it to be a hindrance to yourself or your faith. When you yeah. start doubting, you are doubting in God, right? 
Um, as she stated here, it encourages rethinking. Its purpose is to sharpen the mind, uh, then to change it, right? So there's a two-step here. Doubt makes because doubt should make you inquire. But but here's the part about it. When there is an anchor, you can change your disposition. Thank you. She's a seminary teacher. That's why she she she, you know she pulls it out of me. Doubt should, she, she, I love that, it's twofold. She said it should sharpen you and then change you, right? right? So when you have a doubt, inquire. But when God answers, then believe and step into that faith. Um, exactly. And so do not stay in top within doubt, but allow Jesus to bring you into um, your unbelief. We got to pray. We gotta get out of here. This is this has been, ooh, good. this has been good. That was good. Listen, uh, Shalandra Taylor came on here. She didn't ask me for a thing. She didn't. She didn't do anything um, special for me. She just said, "I'm your friend and your sister. I'm gonna do it." Her cash app is at the bottom of the screen. If, if you've been blessed by what, what she said tonight, uh, if you've been blessed by her ministry, make sure you hit uh, that cash app so now uh, and, and let the Lord have His way. I, I want to pray tonight. I want to end this in prayer. Thank Amen. you for all who is this. Do me a favor. Oh, um. Do me a favor, just uh, share it again. Uh, once it's over, let, let the world hear our faith. We have an opportunity to go viral uh, with our faith, not not Amen. go viral because of myself, Shalandra. I think we both are pretty reputable in ministry. We're good. We, we don't, you know, we're not doing it for that. We're doing it because we want someone who does not know God uh, or who has been struggling with the spirit of doubt in this season to be able to be blessed by this. Uh, I, I, uh, Shalandra, would you pray? Um, and, and then after you pray, I'm going to pray. Uh, we want to just kind of put something out there. Uh, we want y'all to uh, journey with us, take this journal with us. Uh, uh, after this, y'all can visit my website. We have some custom Friday nights yeah. have notebooks be available uh, to y'all. We got uh, of course, my sorority couples, amen, if you don't mind thinking, right? Yeah. Uh, I have friends who are not AKAs who ask me to do some other colors. And so we have some other colors here. Uh, you can definitely get your journal online today. The cost that is there includes shipping and handling. So text that number on your screen. I'll post the flyer afterwards and you can go and journal with us. Uh, this is going to be a thing. Friday night fill up. In fact, it's going to be a thing. And we'll see you this time next week um, with myself and Pastor Siobhan Sellers as we oh, start yeah, to on the road to Pentecost. So make sure that you have your faith in the place next week. And I'm going to make sure that the live is acting right. We're going to do it at nine o'clock. Again, I need to be on my church prayer call at eight o'clock. Amen. Uh, pray for my mind, y'all. Um, but we're going to do it at nine o'clock PM next week, live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And I just think this is going to be something good. So make sure you get your journal, make sure you get your seat in the, in the place next week, share this flyer with uh, once I share, me and Siobhan are going to go in next week and do an exposition of Acts chapter. Uh, and I'm excited as we journey uh, together spiritually uh, to Pentecost. Pastor Shalandra, would you pray uh, and, and shift as you feel? And I'll pray after that. We uh, end this last. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to um, delve oh, into the scripture and allowing us the moment to be able to uh, deeper and study what what all of us read over and we get straight to Pentecost, we forget this part here. So thank you for the opportunity to do yeah. that. Father, we in Jesus name, Lord, we bless you. 
but you have allowed us to see and what you have allowed us to hear and what you have allowed us to learn at this moment that we do not take for granted. Father, we thank you, God, in every situation in our lives, God, that some may cause us to doubt, but we thank you that in this moment, Father, that you are giving us our graduation papers, God, that you are giving us another reason to believe in you again. Father, I thank you that every person on this line who struggles with the spirit of doubt, who struggles with being a pessimist, who struggles, God, with being optimistic, Father, I thank you that at this moment that you will begin to show them your evidence, that you will begin to show them your scars and show them that you are still God, that in the midst of what everyone is going through in this global pandemic, that you would show the believer that you have one, that you will show the believer that you are still the God that shows up, that you will show us that you are not just a promise maker, but that you are a promise keeper. Father, keep your people in Jesus' name. Keep our faith at the level, Father, that where we can believe what you say. Father, your word says at the end of this, at the end of this thing in, 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 in John chapter 20, blessed are they that do not see, but still believe. Father, we thank you that we have not seen the nails and the prints. We have not seen the scars. We have not seen the evidence. But Father, we believe that you are who you say you are. Help us, God. We uh, The word says, God, we believe, but help our unbelief. There are still some things in us, God. We are still threefold beings. There are still two aspects operating on the inside of us, but cause our faith to go to another level. Cause our faith to never question you at this moment. God, if you show us this, then the next time something happens, we will believe. We cannot see what we are unsee. God, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Help us to hear what you say about us concerning our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Jesus, we thank you tonight, Lord, for your sovereignty, uh, you, for Jesus. your kingship, uh, for the fact that you are still God and you are still thrown tonight, Lord. Father. If there is some will come in contact with the words that have been spoken on this live. I pray now that their faith will be strengthened through the power of the word of God. Father, that, that they would come into an awareness and that you desire to show to us. And, and Father, because of that, you are still in the business of working miracles and still in the business of passing on blessings. Still sovereign even in the midst of this. God, tonight we want to tell you thank you. God, for being an awesome God, for being a worthy God. And Lord, we pray tonight that someone is lifted because of this. Father, we pray right now that someone who has heard these words will properly place their doubt and their skepticism in the season and be able to shift themselves into victory, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you right now because I believe that somebody is being healed right now. Somebody is being touched right now. Somebody is being delivered right now. Someone is coming to know who you are right now through the power of your word. And Father, tonight, before we end this life, we want to decree and declare that we are ready and we are preparing ourselves and making ourselves ready for the assignment that you have on our lives. Father, that we don't be so engrossed in what we see that we miss what we know about you and who you are to us. Father, we declare you are still King of Kings and that you are still Lord of Lords. We love you tonight and we will be ever so careful to give you the glory, honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Andrea, thank you again for coming with me tonight. I pray that some people have been blessed by this.
this, have been touched by this. I stay, they tell me my connection is going in, but I'm buying the devil where he is. Don't stop crashing. Um, y'all again, we'll see you next Friday, uh, nine o'clock p.m. Y'all make sure to join us on here, and, and we love y'all. If y'all got anything else y'all want to ask us, please feel free to inbox us, Pastor Taylor. <laughs> Back for sure, because everybody Absolutely. loved you. Thank tonight. you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing your platform. Thank you for believing. I appreciate oh, man. it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon, all right? All right.